The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show, and we have an exciting show for you today. But before we talk about the show or my guest, something I have to say, congratulations, Kathy Martinez. It is official. She has been confirmed as the Assistant Secretary of the Office of Disability Employment Policy. She is awesome. If you want to hear her, she was on this show when she was the head of WID. Just go back, go to Voice America or BenderConsult.com and look her name up and you can hear when she was on. But here she is, and I'm going to tell you now, she will make a difference. Assistant Secretary Kathy Martinez, congratulations, and know this, we are all behind you. And you know what? Guess when I heard that? When I was at the White House. Oh, yes, I was at the White House when they brought in uh, different disability leaders and they made this announcement. And prior to that, I was also there for this small business event. So the last time I saw our guest was, guess where? At the White House at that event. And he is an internationally known star. He is a star in the disability community. And by the way, he's a very humble person very kind person. I was very impressed with him from when I first met him, um, and it's an honor to have him on the show today. Joel, welcome to the show, Mr. Joel Snyder, founder, president, and CEO of Audio Descriptions Associates. Oh, thank you so much, Joyce. That was lovely. And I want to echo your congratulations to Kathy Martinez. She is magnificent, and I just can't think of a finer choice uh, for Assistant Secretary for uh, Voice for Disability uh, Access and Concerns in the uh, Obama administration to, to join Kareem Dale. Uh, who's on the White House staff, of course, but to have someone like Kathy right there in the administration, fantastic. Oh, she is. She will make it happen. Yes. I have no doubts about that. She will make it happen. And we have so many great people that have been moved in these positions. Also, as you know, uh, soon moving to the OPM from EEOC will be, once everything is official for her, will be Christine Griffin. So we just have so many really great things happening right now for the disability community. But I want to make sure it's official. (laughs) Secretary Martinez, it is official. That is fantastic. I had heard that the confirmation had come through, so this is great news. I had worked, actually, with the World Institute on Disability from when Kathy came, um, and she did a great job there, but I had worked with them to actually establish uh, audio description in Moscow 
at the International Film Festival, Disability Film Festival there some years back. So um, she did great things at the World Institute on Disability, and she's going to do equally wonderful and, and even better things uh, for the federal government. She will. That she will. Well, Joel, how about if you start telling our listeners how you first became involved with the disability community? Oh, golly. Well, back in the... Uh, I'm going to reveal my age, which is, that's okay. But back in the 70s, um, I, um, my career throughout my life has been involved with media, broadcast media, and uh, freelance voice work and theater. Uh, I had been, um, uh, as part of all of that, uh, reading um, privately to individuals who were blind, but also doing recording of talking books for the Library of Congress, and uh, volunteering as a reader of newspapers on a local radio reading service in the Washington, D.C. area where I'm based and where I grew up. And um, so I had that connection as well as a professional background in media and uh, a connection to uh, language in English. I was a high school and college English teacher. And then in 1981, um, Arena Stage in the Washington, D.C. area was looking to expand their access to people with disabilities, which was a fantastic thing, at the encouragement, I should say, of a blind man, uh, Chet Avery, who'd been working for the Department of Education, uh, and a woman, a blind woman, Margaret Fanstiel, who had been on their access committee. Uh, Arena had just had just installed a, a listening uh, enhancement system, uh, uh, assisted listening to boost sound for people who, who don't hear so well, and Chet and Margaret wondered, gee, could this be used to uh, deliver description, something to help people who are blind get access to theater? Well, Margaret was running the Washington near that radio reading service I spoke about, and she took that back to uh, a small group of us at the ear, and uh, we began to, to think through the fundamentals, the, the basics behind this thing called audio description. And uh, unbeknownst to us, actually, a, a master's thesis had been done on this by uh, the late Gregory Fraser in San Francisco, and uh, um, uh, and there had been some work done uh, elsewhere around the world, just bits and pieces. But the Washington Ear, what happened there really was they put together the first ongoing audio description service, and that's just a uh, a real wonderful thing. So they're they're known as uh, uh, real founders, real. Uh, 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 pioneers in audio description. That's where I was part of that first group, so I was one of the first um, uh, ongoing uh, audio describers. Well, I can tell you now, all of our listeners listening to this show right now can guess why you're doing that with this beautiful voice. You oh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, but you know what I was curious? Why with the blind? I mean, was there something in your family? I mean, what made you do this? How did you... Know, you... Yeah, that's doing. interesting. Many years later, my dad developed macular degeneration mm. and eventually lost his sight entirely uh, and uh, was was completely blind for about 10 years before he passed away, uh, just a couple years ago, actually, But um, uh, at the age of 96. But, um, no, I... I um, I had this background in media, and um, I think one of my sisters, um, you know, in the 70s, um, I, I was casting about for ways in which I could uh, just volunteer to do different things, and she suggested, you know, why don't you use some of what you can do well 
um, voicing and, and such, and media work, uh, and volunteer in that area. And so I started casting about there and came on um, uh, the Library of Congress work and reading privately for folks who are blind and uh, using my voice that way. And then ultimately the, the Washington ear. In fact, I should note, uh, um, when you read newspapers on the air, I was actually reading the, the Sunday Washington Post. Well, how do you make the Sunday paper, which includes, of course, the color comics in many newspapers, certainly the Washington Post, how do you communicate them without describing the images? So even before we had the formal audio description service, I was a describer without without formally understanding what that was about. But, but some of your listeners may remember uh, the great uh, mayor of New York in the in the 40s, Fiorello LaGuardia, he he did that too. If uh, some of you will recall that uh, there was a newspaper strike in the 40s, uh, he went on the air. He didn't take sides uh, on that strike. He was the consummate politician. He took the side of the people, and he went on the air and read the newspaper on the radio, and he described the pictures. He read the funnies. So he was a describer too way back in the 40s. He was also a describer. How about That's that? That's right. <laughs> Well, you've been doing this for a long time, but you're getting better and better, and you're getting more (laughs) well-known. And I see you also are friends with Kareem Dale. Oh, yes. Well, I I worked on the campaign of of Barack Obama throughout uh, the summer of 2008, the spring and summer of 2008, and that's where I met Kareem as a uh, surrogate speaker on disability issues uh, around the country and and just doing you know mailings and all kinds of whatever to help the campaign and Kareem was just such a magnificent force in building the vote and getting getting the word out to the disability community and I was uh, just uh, ho- hoping and thrilled that he would actually have a place in the in the administration and of course he does now as the special advisor to the president for disability policy, and I was thrilled to, um, I, I have a, through my company, Audio Description Associates, I have a contract with the American Council of the Blind, and uh, we were able, through ACB, to uh, describe the inauguration and uh, get that broadcast on ABC television and ACB radio and uh, work with um, the inauguration to get many of the live events uh, described as well, so uh and then, yes, uh, as you noted earlier, um, it's been an honor to um, help out at, at several meetings at the White House um, when uh, Kareem needs some, uh, some, uh, you know, additional thoughts uh, and such. So he he invites luminaries like Joyce Bender uh, to to uh, to join him. Well, let me tell you what he is an awesome person. Yes, and how I know Kareem is during uh, right before Disability Mentoring Day. We were having an event in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and we invited, you know, both campaigns. Uh, and McCain could not send anyone, but Kareem came. And he spoke, you know, for these high school students with disabilities. And now they are just so overwhelmed because here he is at the White House now. Yes. You know, they're so excited that they met him, especially since they were also all students with disabilities. It was just phenomenal. But anyway, with that, we're going to go to break for a minute. Then we'll be right back with Mr. Joel Snyder, founder, president, and CEO of Audio Description Associates and director for the Audio Description Project, which we'll be talking about for the American Council of the Blind. If you just joined us, don't go away. We'll be right back. 
This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. We have as our guest today, Joel Snyder, founder, president, and CEO of Audio Description Associates, and he is the director of the Audio Description Project for the American Council of the Blind. Joel, since you are known as one of the first audio describers, for those listening to the show today that may not be familiar with what we're talking about, could you please explain that to them? That's great. I'm glad you you asked that uh, because, uh, you, you know, we've been around since the early 80s, but I think we're still in our infancy in many ways, um, not as well-known uh, or as visible, uh, forgive the expression, as as captioning uh, uh, an access mm-hmm. technique uh, uh, for folks who are deaf or, or hard of hearing. Um, it, it, we are somewhat invisible. Um, uh, audio description uh, makes uh, accessible visual images of the arts, of any uh, endeavor really, um, makes accessible visual images for people who are blind or, or have low vision. And how is that done? Well, we, um, we will simply use language to describe those visual images. Uh, the trademark slogan of my company is, the visual is made verbal uh, and oral, A-U-R-A-L, uh, as in he points to his ear, and oral, O-R-A-L, he points to his mouth. We use words that are succinct, vivid, and imaginative to, to paint that image in the mind's eye. Uh, at a museum, for instance, we can um, use words to create that, not just an audio tour that provides information, but actually uh, conveys the visual image to the blind 
visitor, but also to the visitor that isn't maybe seeing but not really observing, maybe missing mm. something mm. on television, mm-hmm. on uh, in film, in performing arts. The audio description track, or if it's delivered live, is inserted between bits and pieces of dialogue. We try never to step on the dialogue involved in the original artwork. We respect the sounds, the sound effects, the music that's in the original artwork because we're not there to create a new work of art. We respect the work of art and we respect our visitors, our patrons, the users of description. They're there for the artwork. They're not there for us. And the best compliment we can get is, boy, we saw the whole thing, didn't even know you were there. That's great. We should disappear. We just need to provide what the folks are missing, which is that visual image, and do it as objectively as possible. So if I see Joyce, for instance, crying, I'd be a bad describer if I immediately said, oh, Joyce Bender is sad. Well, Joyce Bender may have just won the lottery, Mm. and she's not sad at all. She's thrilled. She's happy. Those are tears of joy. So what I need to convey is that tears are streaming down her face, for instance, that kind of thing. And then the context will become clear. So our listeners, they they maybe don't see it all or they don't see well, uh, but their brains are perfectly intact, uh, much better than mine in most instances. And so we just have to give them what they don't see and they'll put together the rest of it quite well. And that's you know, that is a fantastic it. example you used. Yeah, it really it, you know, is. By the way, and, my... and also the example you gave about even if you do have limited vision or can see, yeah. there are things you may be missing. Oh, sure. Okay, the good example to that is, yes, I do have a 60% hearing loss from when I had my accident, and, of course, I have epilepsy, but when I... Uh, years ago, started you know watching captioning on TV. Mm-hmm. I was I was amazed at what? You oh. mean they're saying this? That's right. Well, the same thing would apply here. That's right. You're Absolutely. going to point out things that people would not see, even though they can see or cannot see. People, and I, I really do believe that. People sometimes will see if you tell them where to look. So we will include pointer from the left at the top, clockwise that kind of thing. Um, a lot of samples, by the way, and a lot more information about all of this is on my own company's website, if people want to make note of that, which is simply www.audiodescribe.com. So, um, uh, and there you can click on samples of description that I've done for nationally broadcast television, for feature films, for all manner of museums, uh, all manner of... Uh, of kinds of artwork and other other kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I just, I think that is fantastic. Well, I know you work with a lot of venues, from media, movies, as you mentioned, throughout the world. Sure, yeah. Museums, the Secret Service, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but right, right. now, <clears throat> and I want you all to know if you're listening to the show, this man is really an expert and well-known in this area. I mean, he has done so much. I think he's kind being on our show today. So, listen, Joel, you're doing this major project with the American Council for the Blind. 
Would you talk about that for a few minutes? Absolutely. That's the main reason I wanted to, to, to I was so pleased to have the invitation to, to come on the air with you. The Audio Description Project is uh, uh, just so great of the American Council of the Blind to, to mount this project, uh, really fulfills one of their goals, which is to promote audio description. If you think about it, description helps people who are blind become more in touch with their culture, um, and to the extent that anybody is more in tune, more in touch with their culture, they're more informed, uh, more engaged with their culture, they're more engaging individuals, and thus more employable. And, you know, we're talking about a population that has 70% unemployment. So description, I think, has that going for it, and that's something I think a lot of folks maybe don't understand. So we, we have this description project mounted where we're promoting description, where it's happening all around the country, even the world, and we're also looking to produce as much description as possible. Um, uh, just to mention that last part, um, uh, you may... Um, some of your listeners certainly will know that just this past uh, weekend, June 27th, was Helen Keller's birthday, and uh, we recently released, um, well, actually, the, the company, the DVD distributor, Shout Factory, released uh, The Miracle Worker, uh, uh, a version of The Miracle Worker that just had its 30th anniversary. It was a teleplay with Patty Duke playing Annie Sullivan, Many people remember Pan- no, Patty Duke. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. They, do they remember Patty Duke playing Helen Keller? Well, she yes. played Annie Sullivan uh, several years later, and this is the first time it's been on DVD, and the ACB's Audio Description Project did the description for it. And if you go to Amazon.com uh, or Shout Factory's website and buy a copy, a significant portion of the revenue goes to the ACB, to the American Council of the Blind. So I wanted to be sure and plug that. Um, and it's only eleven ninety nine the total price anyway. So uh, that's a great thing to do. The Miracle Worker with Patty Duke and Melissa Gilbert as Helen Keller. Uh, so be sure to pick up your copy there at Amazon.com. But we've got a fantastic, just next week, we've got uh, the first annual Audio Description Project conference happening with people from a number of countries coming to Orlando, Florida, which is where the American Council of the Blind is having their 2009 convention. And as part of that, we have this conference happening where we're going to be working on national standards for description and possibly a, um, a guidelines for description and possibly certification of describers to try and professionalize this field as much as possible. Um, all kinds of other sessions, description around the world, uh, how blind people have been involved in actually in the production of a description. Um, just uh, we're going to be giving out awards to top describers and even to young kids who have uh, blind kids who have written reviews of described films, which is a new program we've started. So we've got uh, we've got all kinds of neat uh, neat things going on next week in Orlando, um, and it's not too late to actually um, you can't register online just yet. But if people would like to attend the conference, they can. Um, uh, actually, they can find out about the conference at the acb.org website. And then uh, the best thing to do is um, you can register on-site, uh, send me a note, 
and uh, I will make sure that you get a spot. Find out the information at acb.org and just send me a note at jsnyder, J-S-N-Y-D-E-R, at acb.org. It's three days, July 6, 7, and 8, as part of the ACB convention. Fantastic. Uh, all kinds of things going on. Okay, well, we have a question for you, Joel, here, Good. because just so you know, we put the show also on Twitter, on everything. Wonderful. So questions, yeah. And a question that we have for you from Great City of New York. Okay. Okay, from a Mandy, is when you talk about this project with the American Council for the Blind, what, are you meaning across the board you're going to be reviewing movies, magazines, television shows? What all will this impact? That's a good question. Um, we will be promoting description in all forms, um, description as it occurs for television, for film, for art galleries, um, wherever it happens, we're, we're trying to set up a network of audio description uh, representatives or committees at every affiliate of the American Council of the Blind, and they have affiliates in every state. Um, those folks will report back to us on activity and description all over the country. Uh, so we're going to try and track description and promote it wherever it happens. Uh, and then we will also be gearing up to uh, actually produce description principally in the area of media um, to, to basically to support uh, the promotional efforts that we'll do. Um, uh, right now, um, the major source of funding for description really is uh, the federal government, although they haven't offered it in the last two years, but next year uh, they will most likely offer it again. The Department of Education supports uh, description for uh, children's media, basically, and hopefully next year we'll be able to take advantage of that and actually... Uh, uh, begin producing a description there. But we're, we're able to do some DVDs and some other work as well. So we're a promotional and a production initiative. Hope that touches on the question there. I, but I, I mean, I think it is fantastic that you're doing this. I, I really do. I think it is fantastic. Now, if you just joined in, <clears throat> we're talking to Joel Snyder. He is talking right now about the audio description project for the American Council of the Blind. It is a fantastic project. And if you want to call in or chair of EPI, send me that question to Twitter. We'll be sure to get your question out here. You are listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters. At voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more from Joel Snyder. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, 
but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Over there, over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, <laughs> she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Uh-huh. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn, so follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. <laughs> turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at foreignlearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back. Hey, if you just tuned in right now, we're talking to Joel Snyder, who is the founder and president of Audio Description Associates and the director of this fantastic audio description project for the American Council of the Blind. And, Joel, don't, don't, don't they have a conference coming up? They sure do, yes. The Audio Description Project uh, first annual conference is part of the American Council of the Blinds Convention for 2009 in Orlando, Florida. The Audio Description Project conference is the first three days um, on July 6th, 7th and 8th, uh, in the afternoons, because the mornings we want folks, uh, the description enthusiasts who come to the conference, to be free to attend the plenary sessions of the American Council of the Blind. If you think about it, this is a, a great opportunity to, to have describers and, and people who use description be right there with some 2,500 um, blind delegates to the American Council of the Blind Convention and, and really mix and mingle with potential description users, it is a fantastic opportunity to learn from them and with them. Um, so we'll have uh, these uh, three days of sessions uh, uh, developing new guidelines for description, learning about different ways to do description. Uh, we have a special guest speaker, uh, Barry Cronin, who was the developer, the founder of the descriptive video service for WGBH. Uh, Kareem Dale, who we talked about earlier, will be uh, speaking to the conference via uh, uh, speakerphone. Uh, we also have, uh, uh, I guess he's the former uh, chairman of the FCC, Michael Copps, uh, has a video greeting for us um, uh, as well, uh, because he's been a 
real supporter of uh, the uh, of audio description. Uh, so we've got wonderful stuff going on uh, in these uh, the first three days of next week. That's actually followed uh, the Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the 9th, 10th, and 11th. Uh, the Audio Description Project is sponsoring training, the AD Institute um, uh, training, and uh, uh, will issue certificates uh, for folks who complete the three days of intensive training in audio description because uh, we'll be using describers as we begin to uh, develop and produce description through the audio description project, so we're hoping people will sign up for that, too. More information is at uh, acb.org or at the Audio Description Project's um, website, which is uh, what we've, we've done, basically, is kind of taken over the old Audio Description International website. It's adinternational.org. And as I mentioned uh, earlier, people can write to me directly uh, at jsnyder at acb.org or at uh, jsnyder at audiodescribe.com, which is my own company as well. All right. <clears throat> Once again, if you want to go to that conference, you can still go. How do you oh, register? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Well, online registration is closed, but there are still slots for the training and for the conference. So, as I say, information is available at www.acb.org slash convention. Um, you can get information there, and if you want to just drop me a note uh, so I know to expect you, that's fine. Uh, that would be a Jay Snyder at acb.org. There should be no problem at all with the conference, with the training. It would be great to just know that you're planning to come because we want to keep a, a head count on the numbers there, but uh, uh, should be no problem there either. Well, that is, you know what, that's a great sign when you have a conference where it's already sold out. Well, not, 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 not sold out, it's just the registration's been closed uh, online. Oh, uh, registration's closed. They would say, wow, that's really good. They're doing great. Well, so we're, we're, we're still think, accepting folks. Um, well, Joel, was there anything else that you wanted to mention in reference to this project? Well, I, I mentioned the website, adinternational.org. That's another site that uh, is maintained by the conference, uh, by the, the project, audio description project. That's also uh, got a wealth of information about description. Uh, my own company, audiodescribe.com, that website, I think, and adinternational.org uh, both have uh, a great deal of information about description in all its genres, uh, performing arts, museums, uh, media. Uh, so I mentioned them in particular, and I'll just put in one more plug about the, uh, the uh, sale of that DVD of The Miracle Worker to benefit American Council of the Blind, and you can find the link for that at either Amazon.com, the uh, Miracle Worker DVD, and that's the one with uh, uh, Patty Duke and Melissa Gilbert, but the specific link is at adinternational.org. You know, that is fantastic. I remember when I saw the first one. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, but that is fantastic. I think that's wonderful. Patty Duke won an Emmy for playing Annie Sullivan, too, when this one came out. Oh, she is fantastic. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, Joel, you've been talking a lot about all these things you do. I have to ask you another question, though. You are a member of the Screen Actors Guild and many other similar associations. I want to know, we had Greg Grumberg from the TV show Heroes On. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, but we also had 
Robert David Hall on from CSI that Terry Hartman had referred him, who oh, was working Terry's across great, yeah. the United States trying very hard to get the disability community as part of the entertainment world. Yes. Um, do you think, and he, you know, obviously we have a long way to go because as he described, here I am on CSI, you know, and a lot of people don't realize he's a WMFUT when he's playing this part, but he, they are trying so hard to get roles for people or they're not either the villain, the, you know, psychiatric killer, the, the person you feel sorry for, but, you know, just part of entertainment. Oh, yeah. How do you think we're doing in that area? Not well enough. Not well enough at all. Um, and this is something that I've, I've uh, spent some time with. I, I've uh, spent several years on uh, in the state of Maryland, the governor's committee uh, on employment of uh, uh, in the arts for people with disabilities. Um, someone else who's a, a dear friend of mine has been very active uh, in, in this area, too, Rick Boggs, who's a blind actor and uh, audio describer, uh, description producer, um, and uh, audio editor in L.A. He is, uh, uh, I believe he is a SAG member, an AFTRA member, an actor. Um, he is fantastic, has been very active in this area. I mention his name because he's going to be part of our conference, the Audio Description Project Conference, doing a session on how blind folks um, have been involved in the production of audio description, actually doing voicing for audio description with Braille scripts, doing the audio editing for audio description, all part of the entertainment field. Um, the other part uh, I want to mention is that the reason I one one reason why I'm passionate about description is that I think to the extent that kids have access, complete access to culture, they hear what's going on in the movies, they're they feel more a part of it. They, they feel more uh, involved, informed with their culture. They have a better chance then of developing the skills it takes to become the actor, to become a part of the movies in other ways as well, or, or television or, or performing arts. So audio description, helping audiences, uh, it helps per future performers as well. We all know that, that, uh, that taking kids to the theater helps them uh, develop skills to become future performers. Uh, and so audio description can be a part of that, too. Um, but, boy, we have a long way uh, to go as far as uh, uh, getting uh, more people with disabilities, the training, and then the opportunities. Um, here in Washington, we're doing something about that. I'm on the board of uh, um, uh, Open Circle Theater, which its mission is all about um, uh, performers with disabilities. Uh, every performance is audio described. Every performance. None of this Wednesday afternoon and Saturday matinee kind of thing um, so that people can come to any performance and be uh, have it uh, fully accessible to them. Another company that's fantastic in this regard, and I'm on its advisory board in San Francisco, or Oakland, rather, is the Axis Dance Theater, um, which uh, uses uh, uh, company members who have wheelchair, use wheelchairs, uh, company members uh, with legs, with no legs, whatever, uh, because movement and dance is, is, can, can come in all kinds of sizes and varieties. And that's something else that has to be understood about the arts uh, and about uh, uh, well, movement and sound and such as well. 
So it's it's a it's a long term growing and educational process, but uh, we're we're taking baby steps, I think. And you know what? Here's what's amazing: yeah. is that there's 54 million Americans with yeah. disabilities. And if only we could figure out how to all work together. Oh, oh, we could do you got that so, right. Oh, just think how powerful we would be. Oh boy, absolutely. I mean, but it's all of this, you know. Work. I tell people, stop worrying about territorial whatevers. Yeah. We have an enemy, and that enemy is that we're treated inferior. We're not employed. We're not part of the entertainment world. Well, we could be. Yes. No. Absolutely. Yeah, and why, why is it that uh, that when someone needs to, they have a blind character, they don't they don't even think to consider blind actors at the audition. Uh, I mean that that's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. That's just that's disability rights. I mean it, it is the next civil rights issue if it isn't already already. You know, this, that they need to have the access to the training and the opportunities to, to be on stage uh, along with everybody else. I agree. I agree with you, Joel, 100%. Yes. You know, listen to us. You're listening to the show today. Listen, folks, we've got to work together. Oh, how powerful yep. we would be if we were working together. And I'm going to tell you, I am the new chairman of the board of the National Epilepsy Foundation, and as a woman with epilepsy, my goal, we're going to all work together throughout this country. We're going to work together. With that, I'm going to go to break. We are talking to Joel Snyder, founder, president, and CEO of Audio Description Associates. We'll be right back to close the show with Joel Don't go away. You are listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Son, we got to talk about drinking. I, I know. I don't want you touching alcohol till you're old enough. Yeah, I, I know, Dad. It's not a big deal. Don't, yeah, I know me, okay? And it is a big deal. Underage drinking is just stupid. Yeah, well, why'd you do it? Look, I did it because we didn't know what we know now. Alcohol affects kids differently, okay? When kids drink, it's more dangerous. And you're my kid. And just because they drink doesn't mean you have to. I, I know. I know. Look, son, I'm trying to help. I've seen what it does. I mean, you may think you can handle it, but when you drink, it screws up your judgment. Listen to me. This is real. I, I know, okay? I know. Teenagers know everything. So talk about underage drinking before they know it all. Before they're teens. Start talking before they start drinking. 
and keep talking. To learn more about the dangers of underage drinking and what to say to your kids, go to StopAlcoholAbuse.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. In the great scheme of things, a minute isn't all that much, unless you happen to have a stroke. All of a sudden, those minutes count. Minutes that could mean losing your ability to talk, move, or walk. Which is why, if you can get help in time, your stroke can be treated. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face. If you experience this, call 911 immediately. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time, the number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Now listen, we've had a great guest today. His name... Joel Snyder, founder, president, and CEO of Audio Description Associates. If you just joined us later in the show, remember, tell your friends. They can go back. They can hear Joel again because these shows are archived on Voice America and BenderConsult.com. And, Joel, it surely has been a pleasure having you on with us today, but I just cannot let you go without asking you what you did with the Secret Service. Oh. <laughs> you know I have to know that. You know, this is a long time ago, pre-Obama, pre-Kareem Dale, uh, but, you know, during the um, Bush uh, 1 administration, I worked for the National Endowment for the Arts, and as part of that work, and, and part of my work as uh, in my own company, um, I had a connection with the White House Curator's Office and talked to them. This is back when they had self-guided tours of the White House, and I talked to them about having audio description available for folks. As they're going through, they could just have their own uh, – not an iPod. They didn't have iPods, but uh, have their own little cassette player on audio cassettes, remember them, and, and play the audio cassette as they're going through. A blind person could, we could even send it to a blind person ahead of time. They know they're going to come to Washington to go to the White House and, and then use it when they're going through with their family. I actually went through the White House, began a lot of that, and wouldn't you know it, that's right when 9, uh, 9-11 happened and all tours were cut off. But before that, um, as part of the preparation for it, they said, you know, this is a great idea. We want to do it. Listen, would you also train our tour guides? We have tour guides for special tours. And I said, well, that's fine. Are these special people at the curator's office, uh, history uh, majors? No, it's Secret Service agents. Those are the tour <laughs> So I met with about two dozen of these. I never felt so safe in, in all my life. These, they're all packing heat. And uh, these people were all gathered in the White House Theater, and I gave them a half-day training in audio description how to work with blind guests who would be on their tours, and, and really how to do tours for anybody, how to make them more informed, more enlightened, more enjoyable. Because some of these guys were, they were I'm sure they were great Secret Service agents, but they weren't the greatest 
speakers. They would memorize their speeches, and they really didn't want to be thrown off. They didn't want questions, because then they'd be interrupted. They'd have to start back at the beginning again. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, so that's the Secret Service story. Yeah, well, that is amazing, though, all the things you've done and all the areas that you have worked with. Well, I'm hoping that Kareem uh, might be able to find a way to, to do a White House tour again. I've, I've actually talked to him about it, but we'll, we'll see. And then you also mentioned you work with the Obama campaign you yes, yeah. prior, uh, and where was that at, Joel? Well, that was in, it, it, we. I would go on. A, I went on several different uh, as a surrogate speaker on disability issues throughout the summer of 2008, and and as I say, I did just uh, mailings and whatever needed to be done, uh, especially if it had something to do with disability. Uh, but just try to get the word out about uh, um, Obama and uh, his message and how he can help people with disabilities. And I think because, we because one of the things, Joel, that um, I mentioned is how excited I was when Judge Sotomayor was nominated. Oh yeah. And when President Obama said, "You know, okay, her father died when she was young. She came here from Puerto Rico and went through all these things." and then told the story of how she became interested in the law by reading these Nancy Drew mysteries, <laughs> and then how someone said to her, oh, that you can never do those things because you have diabetes. Mm. He said, but look at her now. Sure. I called Kareem Dale at the White House. When this first was on CNN, <clears throat> when I saw it break live, and when he said, the president said, no matter where you are in America, you know, no matter what your challenge is, yeah. I called Kareem Dale at the White House. I said, oh, Kareem, this is awesome. Yeah. Do you know how powerful it is to have a president say, you were told you couldn't do it, which yeah. is that not what we're going through with this high unemployment Absolutely. of Americans with disabilities? And may I mention people who are blind. Mm -hmm. Oh, so mm -hmm. discriminating against. It's terrible. That's right. And But Obama has said it. <clears throat> he has said it. Three words, yes, we can. And That's he's right. making it happen. He is everybody. making it happen. And, yes, we can. And I am telling you, if you are listening to the show today and you're a person who is blind and you're seeking employment and you feel like there's no hope, there is hope. Yeah. There is. You know what? You can't sit back. You have to be the change. That's right. You have to get out there because we, if we all get together and work together, we can make a difference. I think that's and, Joel, I can't right. tell you, as you know what I do for a living, I employ people with disabilities yes, yes. And, and partner with companies to find them employment and with the federal government. I cannot begin to tell you how many times I've seen people with disabilities left out. But, oh, yes. listen, got to ask you this very quickly. Yes. Joel, what would you say is your greatest accomplishment? Oh, boy. I tell you, uh, what, you know, uh, working with with kids who are blind uh, has has been so fantastic. I did a I did a workshop. I think this was actually with the National Federation of the Blind years ago, if I may say that. I've done this with the council as well, though. But you know, working with kids who are blind, uh, talking to them about description. I did this one workshop though that I had their their siblings come in taught them about description and how to write description. They actually did that for excerpts from movies. And then I had the, their, their blind siblings come back and, and listen to the descriptions and critique them. It was such a great kind of thing for, for, 
for the whole families, the parents, too, to kind of empower the blind kids to, to kind of tell their sighted siblings, well, I like this. No, this didn't work. Why don't you try that? Well, let's do the other. It's so, yeah, I did the descriptions for Sesame Street and voiced them as well. In fact, I think they're still playing. You could turn them on, too. Doing that kind of thing, getting kids involved in their culture is, I think, uh, the most um, fulfilling, rewarding kind of thing, um, and finding new ways to do to involve description. I work with my wife a lot on description for dance. Um, I heard the program earlier about cruises. I've done description on cruises for blind passengers, even even helping blind people do karaoke by standing in the back and feeding them the words from the monitors uh, on a cruise ships. So doing new and innovative things, that's the most fulfilling part of all this. Well, you have done a lot. That is for sure. You are really an awesome person, Joyce. Oh, thank you. And, you and too, as Joyce. a person who works in the people. disability community, I appreciate everything you're doing. Well, thank I, you. I really do. Thank you for having me on the program. Oh, we'll have you back again. That'd be great. But first, before we leave, yes. what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Wow, you took the words out of my mouth about about going out there and being the change yourself and remembering that you have help, you have the resources available to you. There is description, for instance, that's out there to help you find access to performing arts, to movies, to television, even to museums where you might have thought, well, no, that's not for me because I've never been able to access that before. Well, you go out there, and if they don't have description, you go demand it because it is your right to have access to it. There shouldn't be a public institution in this country that doesn't provide total access to a person who has a, a physical disability. No reason why you should also be culturally disadvantaged. Hey, you heard it. There you, you go. You heard it from Mr. Joel Snyder. And you know what, Joel? <laughs> we end every show with a quote from a famous leader that was in America now or in the past, so it has to be Helen Keller, oh, who yeah. said, college isn't the place to go for ideas. Isn't that the truth? You, oh, boy. That's hey, right. Hey, listen, Joel, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Joyce. This is Joyce Bender. America's Voice, where disability matters every day, every second. We're on it at voiceamerica.com. See you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 